are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG Games Club podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 6, covering Shadowheart's Covenant from when Anastasia joins the party through the end of Disc 1. I have your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Mad Marcus. The Mad Monk, Fletcher Arnett. And Garrett. Yeah, so uh, last time on uh, Shadow Hearts Coveted, uh, Ambassador Kato ha- had made a deal with uh, Nikolai for the Emigre manuscript. I hate this. This is actually this time on Shadow Hearts Covenant. This is what was from the old notes. This okay. is just carrying forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week in Shadow Hearts Covenant, Kato is still making deals with Nikolai. Shocking, you know, put in the uh, the surprise string sting here. And for this, he promises Japan will be a friend to uh, whoever is going to take over the Russian government soon. And, uh, <laughs> you know, th- this would be funny considering what a- actually will happen. <laughs> like well, how that's going to work that. out. Well, I mean, he knows. No, he knows that, like, Rasputin's going to try to take over the country. He doesn't know what's probably actually going to take over the country. <laughs> no, he knows because that's why Nikolai is making this deal. Oh, so Nikolai is siding with the Red Army? Yeah. Yeah, he's ah. like, yeah, he's like a Russian, isn't he? Isn't that his deal? Yeah, he's a bastard. He's, yeah, he's well, like I, a, I thought he said that he wanted to. Yeah, it comes out later that yeah, he's a bastard son of uh, of the king, and therefore he is going to be the rightful ruler because he wants to rule the country. He doesn't want to, you know, hand it over it's to Lenin or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or demons or whatever, or deem you know, same thing, right? Anyway, uh... wow. <laughs> Zing. Pretty sure there's a paragraph uh, about you and what is to be done. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, they're going to begin producing weapons as soon as the summer for the Russian army. And uh, Nikolai finds this trade acceptable in the two part. That feels like a really unbalanced trade to me. Because, like, here is this, like, all-powerful book that can raise the dead. And, uh, oh, we'll give you some guns and stuff. But... You already remember Nikolai was thumbing through this earlier, and he just goes, this thing is hella cursed. Why would I want this? <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, like, yes, who would want this? Apparently a madman. Anyway, we return to the palace. Some of the guards got in trouble for letting Anastasia sneak out, which is cute. Is it? And, I don't know. Sure. Look, these oppressed workers met. <laughs> Look, they signed up of their own accord. I mean, they're not, like, fired or killed. <laughs> not uh-huh. on screen. Just gassed later. Look, you have to, like, apply to be in the Royal Guard. Uh, th- there's a, one of the guards actually, like, complains later on when it becomes a dungeon, spoiler, that, uh, like, hey, I just signed up and I already have to fight monsters? What the hell? That's very funny. That's so funny. <laughs> no, 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 wait. I uh-huh. can actually turn Chris around on this instantly. You know the Royal Guard are, like, SWAT, right? But SWAT is cool. <laughs> it's an okay Chris movie. Taylor, Cops Are Cool, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, look Chimera all, Squad available prob- now. We all have some problematic faves and minds that landlord that took all their tenants' Funko Pops in place of rent. <laughs> uh-huh. God, yeah, but the thing is, he ended up getting zero value. It's total waste for him. No, it, it's the best because that means that he's proving landlords are worth nothing. <laughs> it's proving that landlords uh, are good. He liberated that man from his Funko Pops <laughs> and let him stay. Mm, true. So yeah, uh, in the palace, uh, one of the maids is uh, Lottery Member 11, and uh, their top prize is an accessory for uh, Joachim. It is the prison band, and 
it changes his rhythm so that he becomes invisible more often. I often, don't know why you would want this. Fine. Like, Yoakim yeah. is, like, huge tank. Why would you yeah, want your tank, tank not to take hits, right? Yeah, But if yeah. you have this on, it means that you have higher chances of both of them lining up because it's coming around faster. Oh. So you get Grand Papillion more often. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wonder if uh, Invisible also gets better crit chance. I mean, that would be a smart thing to do, right? Like, give him an extra crit chance because nobody knows when they're getting hit. It has way higher defense, so that way when you get caught in an AoE, it's not a big deal. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Weird uh, weird mechanics, that guy. But yeah. So at this point, we uh, can head in and see the Empress, who is telling Anastasia, look, it's great. They did save your life, but why are we going to let a bunch of foreigners wander around the palace again? Look, I get and... that she's being reasonable, but the writing has, like, big mega bitch vibes for the Empress. It is a problem. Yeah. It is it's very hard to like her. Uh, I think she gets one of the best lines in this segment, but that's later. <laughs> There's a lot of good lines in this segment. <laughs> Such as... <laughs> I, I Yeah, one of them is about to come up, but... Uh-huh. So they're saying, no, we we are kicking these people out of the palace. And Rasputin walks in and goes, you know, seems like this might be fate, at which point she's immediately on board. Mm -hmm. So the Empress leaves and it's just our party and Rasputin. And then Veronica rolls in from a side door. And at this point, everyone's just laying everything out on the table. Rasputin knows Yuri by reputation and Yuri just straight up is about to start a fight. The direct quote from Rasputin is, eh, let's not. And he says he'll chill in the lion shrine at the north of the palace. Which you can't even go to yet. Oh, I definitely no. say he was going to leave there. the door open. Well, you have to get the key first. He did invite you there. Yeah, he, he did invite you. He said, come to, come to the lion shrine at any time. I mean, like if I invited yeah. you to my house and you had to look around the next three blocks to find the key. Yeah, no, it's very weird, but they, you know, it's, I guess it's important that we have this little, uh, small mini boss first. Yeah. Well, yeah, because at this point we get to wander around the castle with the non anesthesia party members or Anastasia, however you say it words. And, um, there's new dialogue with anybody. If you're into that, this place gets new dialogue. I swear the most out of any place in the, in the game. It happens a lot. Yeah. It's- there's a lot of state. That maid whose husband died on the front, like, in the court, gets very radicalized very fast, because I assume this happens over a course of hours, and she's (laughs) just, like, ready to chop heads by, like, the third time you come back here during the bombing. Like, I only talked to her the two times where she's still very sad. Oh, uh, she's not very sad by the end of this. (laughs) I believe it. And then um, one of the guards will give you um, a new stud card, yay, which apparently, according to these notes, say it's the funniest in the game, where it's uh, Mr. Swan, and he's a man wearing a swan-feathered skirt with a bird-neck erection on the front, I guess? These are very funny. They barely try at all. It's just, like, themed fig leaves, basically. Imagine Bjork's swan dress on a dude around uh-huh. his waist and that's mr swan yeah that sounds about right i mostly just don't look at these cards and trade them in as soon as possible so they're gone i mean that you could still look at them in your inventory if you wanted to i don't uh, but that's okay <laughs> they're very funny actually yeah they're, I, they're pretty funny they're pretty good 
Mr. Detective is extremely funny because it's just the pipe. <laughs> Man, I, I, I haven't looked at Mr. Sachs, but I can imagine. I hope it's a baritone. <laughs> Deep Sachs. So then we go back to Anastasia's room where we get the first of the wildest fucking cutscenes. There's so many wild cutscenes. Pretty yeah. much any cutscene that happens until the end of disc one is the wildest fucking cutscene. Uh-huh. I guess this one is part two of Anastasia explaining politics to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where she goes through the she she hates people. Whole country is insane. Uh maybe this country should, shouldn't exist anymore. By the way, uh-huh. we're like Nero and Rome. And yeah, let me get a recap of uh, Resbian showing up and how he got into the royal life, which was by curing Anastasia's brother with magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they stick pretty close to the accepted history of this for this whole segment, which is pretty funny. <laughs> you know, until that <laughs> one little bit where it kind of veers off a little, <laughs> just a little bit. You know, just a little bit of extra um, <laughs> architecture infrastructure building. Uh huh. After all this, Anastasia is very depressed and uh, only snaps out of it when Yuri goes, I'm half Russian, you know. I'm like, what, is th- what does that even mean? <laughs> but yeah, it, it comes off as a weird, like, not, not so much a non sequitur, but it's like, and? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it like, okay, so don't, happy. Yeah, don't, don't be sad. I'm one of the good ones. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, I have black friends, but if you did nothing wrong before then, it's just real real weird no one needs this vibes hilariously he does not mention that the other half of his heritage (laughs) is just satan (laughs) Uh uh-huh i mean that's fine everything gets a purple uh pink pink misty and veronica has cast a sleep spell on the whole palace our party is magically unfazed by this when before uh, they got knocked out by it already yeah Yeah. uh the other one was a paralysis agent this does not. <laughs> technically, also, I'm doing the technically correct right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a jerk off motion. Exactly. <laughs> also, it does not really explain why the Empress is fine. It just runs into the room uh, yelling for her kid and then collapses. But don't worry about it. It's fine. Sleep spell. Sleep, you know, the sleep spell, the thing that makes everybody stand up and wiggle around back and forth and say random shit. Yeah, it's sleepwalking. Yeah, drugs are wild. It's just basically like light laughing gas is really what's going on. Mm-hmm. The Empress then collapses and uh, rises up unnaturally speaking in Rasputin's voice, which is uh, very incredible. Uh, Yuri mm-hmm. just uh, does not give a fuck like usual and says, listen to me, shithead, I'm coming for you. These are direct quotes for the most part. I'm putting these uh-huh. in verbatim. Oh, they, they're very good. No, it will be you who bite, bites me. <laughs> that, that one oh, is in here. That's, yeah. that's, I think that's, that's the my best one. That's, that's the best one. All timer, great game quote. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, so now the palace is a dungeon. And uh, at this point, uh, we can go to most places because the guards are unconscious. Although there are, I think there's still some places where the guards block you from going into a door. Come on. I can step over they've, a body. They've fallen asleep in front of a door. Yeah. Yeah. No, this get this is worse. Like it, it, it gets worse with, um, like Apolina 
uh, a, a, a point a tower yes, when yes, like, there's the does. two guys where it's like you like there's not even a door behind the guy you could just step over him but you know games uh so yeah you want to loot this palace uh there's a bunch of uh accessories around you can run into the magimel brothers who are in a stash's room for some reason i i hope they're not getting ideas for another uh doll dress no, be... we already know where those are coming from. So. <clears throat> yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah. I, I, oof. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we have to take the long route around because of all of the uh, sleeping bodies in the way. And you might as well just get as much as you can out of it. Although, like, some of these rooms are absolutely massive for the amount of nothing that is in them. Well, that's that whole invisible item system. I think everything has one item in it. That no, is the worst it doesn't. Thing. That no. is the worst. That is the there's worst. I hate. a couple that don't. Okay. There's like there's like several that don't, and like there's a couple that have chests, so those are easy to find. But yeah, like when I first got control in the palace, I went to every single room and like rubbed up against every wall that I could, and I found surprisingly little. To be fair, as an ugly American tourist, that is the correct way to explore Russian palaces. Also, uh, mm-hmm. that's what you get for not pressing X on every pixel of every room. Well, I mean, like, you, you get the, the thought bubble, though. The thought bubble still comes up. Uh, I didn't not, even see that. Not Sometimes. for all items, buddy. Really? Yeah, if you're I, doing the I, treasure yeah. hunt side quest, it doesn't come up for that. Yeah. Oh, tre- well, the treasure hunt, they, there's a, you get, like, sound cues and stuff. Do you? Yeah, like, the, the first one in, uh, in St. Marguerite, uh, if you, they say it's something by a chain, and if you walk over the, the square where it is, uh, you hear a rustling chain noise. Oh, I found that on. That's the one I found on accident. Yeah, I went back and grabbed that because I, (laughs) because I, I was like, I at least want to do all these other side quests before the end of this section. So I went back into the dungeon and got that. Hmm. So when you finally wander to the other end of the palace, the assassin that Rasputin sent after Anastasia is sneaking around. Now that you've discovered him, he decides, yeah, screw stealth. I'm just going to fight you directly. He has a lot mm-hmm. of hit points for just a guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you you've already he's fought not going to fall here either. No, he runs away. Like, you, you've already beat him twice. You've at, This is actually the first time you fight him. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think oh, the wait first so it was another dude? A demon. Yeah, yeah. The, first, the first time he just summons a pendulum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is the first one-on-one with Victor. And okay. it's technically a two-on-four, because he's got a pendulum and you've got a party. Mm-hmm. This dude has like 80 times the hit points that I as a human have. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, Russians, have you seen that dash cam footage? <laughs> yes, I have. I'm saying so, half of those guys get up. Watched a lot of Russian dash cam footage, buddy. It's where all the best drifting memes come from. I believe it. If I, too, were a depressed alcoholic with a cab, I would do some crazy shit with my car. That's the whole point of initial D. That seems like a really, really attainable life dream. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Probably one of the darkest jokes I heard when quarantine began was a thing that has stuck with me since, which is now is the time to practice your drunk driving. The roads are going to be pretty empty for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah, Victor has a pendulum as a second set of hands on this fight, but these guys have been wandering around the palace as regular encounters the whole dungeon, so it's not worth caring about. Mm-hmm. The big thing is, Victor is also fire aligned, so if you picked up the Aqua Rays skill for Anastasia, she can wreck him. 
is like the best skill in the game so far, given it's like the it's first really good. very large wide radius. Yeah, giant range, water damage, and it also has a poison status effect. Yeah. yeah. The only problem is it takes forever. Dude, it takes... And it also takes like 36 um, magic points. So it's like it's only 26. No, it's 36. 26 no, it's is a direct press. Ah. Yeah. Which they let you yeah. use on a boss that you should not be able to use it on. <laughs> oh, really? It triggers on one of the bosses? It triggers on the uh, the worms for just 350 damage straight. That nice. Uh, I will... oh, those, those worms are such voiceovers, though. Also, also, like, finally, putting all my points into dark paid off. That was my time to shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of note, when you defeat Victor, uh, you get the next oil for Lucia and the key that will let you into the lion shrine to confront Rasputin. He runs off, though. Yeah, but you get the key to the, the lion's place, which you said. And then we get to, you know, crazy cutscene to Electric Boogaloo. The lion's gate. <laughs> the lion's <laughs> gate. Uh, um, which starts off pretty stock RPG. Everybody's just accusing Rasputin of being evil, and you know he's gonna go with control of Russia, gonna be like Napoleon, use resources to conquer Europe and the world, so on and so forth. He has a battle of ideologies with Anastasia, and totally just knocks her out of this whole cutscene by turning politics against her who would have guessed this is a pro rasputin podcast as far as this <laughs> video game is concerned <laughs> it basically uh-huh. just brings up it's like well you know we could save all of this bloodshed if we just killed some of those damn royals hell yeah and and then he he doesn't do it <laughs> well he he tries to but kind he indirectly I, tries to i man i i, I don't get his how he like game plan this particular part of it i maybe it looks better if it's done from inside the system the the thing he spits out is look whether or not i showed up everyone here wants to kill your family we could just save a lot of time with only a few royal deaths and then no one in the peasantry has to die and so he proceeds to well, that comes up in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because before this, Yuri's like, how about I fight you one-on-one, and if I win, what I want happens. And if you win, we won't talk about that, because you're not going to win. But then Good. he wins. Good sound effects. Mm-hmm. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, he, Yuri that has, like, this a quote-unquote duel with Rasputin, where Rasputin just has shield. Good sound. And then... <laughs> with good sounds and then mm. Rasputin is like oh by the way I know how the mistletoe works let me just go ahead and use that which then sends Yuri down which flashes through scenes from the prior games once you realize what that's doing later that's a little left up yeah oh uh, yeah Yep. yeah good that's a good poll God, I can't believe that guy's name is fucking Albert Simon. He should have had a better name if he was going to be important in the next game. That's fucking terrible. I mean, he spends 70% of that game going around calling himself Roger Bacon. Fine. (laughs) Fine. That's not a joke. I know. I believe you, but fuck. (laughs) Just. 
Various party members charge Rasputin, and they have even a less success. Uh, he does a bunch of force lightning shit that is rad. Rasputin takes an interesting carrot and just says, Oh, uh, your hometown is now a smoldering ruin, but uh, I see what Nikolai saw in you and why he wanted you to be an ally. He then enchants Anastasia, hands her a knife, and has her start walking through about to stab Alexei, and then uh, the Empress busts in and just tackles her and says... The foreigners are doing a, set, a coup attempt. Kill them, guards. Yeah, like, Joachim's, uh, like, drop kick, double oh, drop so kick, that is very good. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, weirdly, when Anastasia comes to, she's shaking, she shakes the knife as if there's already blood on it. And, like, I thought that they had, she had actually stabbed uh, Alexei in, like, the cutscene, but not where we saw so I always read that as she's trying to let go of the knife and can't. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, everyone just jumps out a window, including Anastasia. So technically we are actually kidnapping the princess. An open window, even. An open window from at least the second story. In a Russian winter. In a Russian winter. Ugh. But uh, the Empress uh, sets a nationwide manhunt for our party. And uh, everyone regroups at Edgar's shop uh, with Roger. And Roger says, uh, we're going to leave Russia for now because I found a lead on somebody I was looking for. Basically, he was uh, like flying around the globe while you were like running around Russia in his ship trying to uh, track down a specific person, the sage Jovis, who is uh, one of the original founders of Sapienti's Gladio. And he happens to be hiding away in the Gorome Valley in Turkey. So uh, we're headed to Turkey. And I do love that when Matt says he's been flying around like mad with the jet, that's <laughs> uh-huh. not a joke. When we no. find out what he's done later, it is like seven trips while we were in that dungeon. Yeah, no, it, it like they really undersell how much like Roger Bacon's been like busy during this stretch. It's a very impressive airship. Speaking of being busy, let's just talk about all the side quests that have opened up. Uh, One of them is the weirdest wolf battle yet. Garrett, please cover this. You this, love this. this. This is the best wolf. I don't know what you're talking about. This is very is it, good. Is this the robot I didn't fight? Y- yes. Alien. But, but, well, alien. Yeah. Possibly robot. He does speak entirely in, in emoticons. And very elaborate ones, too. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, if you remember the 2000s, these are the what were referred to as Kirby face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Japanese text style. Yeah. No, like I, I really like the one where it's like putting up its dukes, like bring it on. <laughs> that one's very good. Yeah. Because there's this elf alien that, that comes in. He's just here. He's in the alley where, um, where you have the first battle with Anastasia against the, the water monster summon thing. Oh, wait, and I've never gone back to the guy. Uh, which guy? The guy that gives the you the guy. rewards. Oh, the oh. treasure hunt guy? Oh, yeah, the, the wolf guy? Yeah. The oh, wolf yeah, because weeaboo. you get a prize every three. Huh, oh, okay. yeah. The wolf weeaboo, I forgot to go back <laughs> to him. Wouldn't that be a weeagru? <laughs> oh, boo. Boo. <laughs> I feel like really? there probably could be a wolf rain's joke in here somewhere, too, but... Yeah, the joke is wolf's rain. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. People really into Marvel or Wea Groots. Uh, <laughs> so, so Best Wolf is here with his less best Santa elf alien green guy. 
but really the the wolf is what we're here for. He's he's got like green, he's like a green furred white wolf and has like the stereotypical helmet on his head, the large dome space helmet. Yeah, he looks like Olimar. A little bit, yeah. Like, like he's got like the Olimar suit. How is this yeah. a green furred white wolf? So he's got green head underneath the bowl, but yeah. he's just the white wolf model otherwise. Oh, okay. He's he's, he's dual colored. Mm-hmm. Or one colored plus white. Um, but other than that, like it's a pretty straightforward uh fight. I don't think he was that difficult or anything at all. No, he he continues to be the slow escalation of difficulty that kind of presumes you haven't been using Blanca as a full timer. Yeah, no, th- this one wasn't so bad. I think it, he does have some kind of stat. Oh, he, he inflicts panic. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Does which he, is I a- didn't annoying. even have that trigger. Yeah, no, that I think definitely it's really rare for him to use it. Yeah, he definitely got me with it. Like I, I, I. W- this is one of the few wolf bouts that I, I did in this stretch. Uh, this one was actually pretty reasonably, like, not hard, but reasonably difficult. Yeah, I definitely think it's one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, and it's just the flavor around it's very good. That one is our sixth wolf battle, and like we said, if you go back to Ernest the Wolf Otaku, he will give you another prize. This one is way more useful than a random healing item because it's the Zagan Crest that has some good earth skills on it. Mm-hmm. And if you've done this, you now have the ability to do another wolf fight. Returning to Dom Remy from the start of the game, a trio of wolves were walking around. This actually kind of sucks because you need to know to enter town, talk to a dude, yeah. leave town so the map respawns, and then come back and head to the far corner where the wolves are waiting. Oh, like Geppetto's apartment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. This fight sucks. Like, I tried it, and I got owned immediately without being able to do anything. So I think you're supposed to come back later for this. This one is something a lot of people do 8th instead of 7th. You could get this one first just because it's on the world map, not in an upcoming dungeon. But yeah, I think difficulty-wise, it's meant to be one of the later ones. Yeah, I would agree. I didn't have yeah. a problem with it when I did it somehow, but I've also been using Wolf in my main party for a majority of the game. Yeah, for me, like, Blanca is, like, three or four levels behind everybody else. And, like, when I got into this fight, they went into a, um, like, a three-wolf combo and immediately killed Blanca. Yeah, if they have the first attack, this will hurt. Also, you can get ambushed by that encounter, too. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. What? That fucked me up, dude. (laughs) Uh... Uh... Yeah, this is straight up an endurance fight. Bring healing, bring defense. You will not outrace three people who can combo and damage, so you need to pick them off one by one. Yeah, luckily, um, uh, the the two goons are significantly weaker than the main one. They all have the same HP. Really? I the others must have less defense though, because they definitely took less attacks to defeat than the main guy. Uh, yeah, that would have been Martega, right? Yes. Or no. Um, the main one's, um, Mash. I think. I would have to check because these dudes are actually an extended Gundam joke. They call themselves the Black Dog Stars, Mario, (laughs) Mash, and Martega. And they're based on famous Xeon war criminals, the Black Tri-Stars, Gaia, Mash, and Ortega. I I did not realize that. That's very funny. Yep. That is the whole gimmick of that fight. 
And that's why I think one of them has higher defense because one of them ends up surviving last. <laughs> you can also, depending on if you're in the correct phase of the trading quest, uh, take the bread from Russia, give it to the man in Paris to get the panda. Uh, two uh, dead ends for the trading quest reside in the valley we're about to visit. I'm very upset I looked into this and I'm on the uh, track to get uh, the ultimate weapon for the bad character that nobody uses. Or you yeah. can get yourself a lot of money. I'm probably going to do that. <laughs> Unless there's like a dungeon where I have to use Lucina. I hope not. I don't recall one. But keep in mind that Blanca's is like a stealth thing that's a weird gimmick. Oh, wait, there's more Blanca stealth? No, no. Like, I just mean like the, the single character dungeons or the locking people in have been like weird gimmicks. Well, the thing with uh, Lucia, like we, we've mentioned, I, well, like on earlier episodes, somebody, I think Fletch, you mentioned that uh, her buffs are really useful for late game. Yeah. Uh, with the oils. So like it might be worth grabbing it just to have it. Mm, not going to do that. <laughs> not going to do that. Uh-huh. If it ever gets really dicey, I can uh, uh, reach for the degeneracy of pressing F1 before I spin the judgment ring every time. I do that <laughs> so often. Which I have not done yet, which makes me very pleased with my uh, no-ring-miss victories on the last two bosses. <laughs> so, nice. wait. So, wait. I thought you were using that trick when you were using uh, the seeds. Uh, for shops and seeds, but not for, like, any average attack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listening to lightning strikes thrice if you want to support our podcast we are part of the pitch drop podcast network along with uh, other shows you should check out such as being jim davis and bocono stop there are two versions of bocono stop there is a free version and a completely different version that is for patrons only if you want to listen to that and get other cool benefits like joining our discord please go to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or tentacle.pro and uh, give us a few bucks and of course, ratings and reviews are always welcome. Thank you. some light side questing we can go to the uh Gorim valley upon entering the valley uh men with guns emerge from behind rocks and uh are about to just start some shit before roger rushes out and surrenders this causes uh thomas who you might remember from uh wales to come out and he is now going by lawrence and uh this is just uh 
Thomas Edward Lawrence, uh, who you definitely know as Lawrence of Arabia. Mm hmm. Which is a very boring movie that you probably have watched. Uh, I liked it. It sucks. Dude, it's it's absolutely. It. Some of those scenes uh, are just absolutely incredible and will never happen again because no one wants to put like a thousand people on horses and just film them running through a valley. Like the, the scale of it's incredible. And also the acting's very good. It's I say it's worth watching once, but don't watch it in one sitting. Watch it in two sittings. It does have an intermission. It does have it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my, my wife actually like called this out. She was like, oh, is that supposed to be Lawrence of Arabia? I'm like, I think so. And it turns out she was right. Yeah, this guy was actually a British intelligence agent. So. Yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> uh, he did a very good job evading the uh, Turkish government. <laughs> what an incredible <laughs> quote. <laughs> I definitely had to leave all my journalist jokes out of this, but I thought uh, of some. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. So... One of uh, the super boss side quests begins here. Uh, you run into Sarah, who is a priestess of King Solomon, and uh, she tells Yuri that he is surrounded by ghosts and can only cleanse himself by entering the pit of trials. The scene and is fucking incredible. It, yes. Yuri is just like really spooked by ghosts for some reason, and everyone's just like, "Yo, chill the fuck out! Aren't you an adult?" You Here's also thing, explicitly though. turn into ghosts. <laughs> you have to remember, Yuri has at least one ghost living in his soul. You think he wants 70 more? Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of room in there. I just choose Chris, to assume each of the oh, each of the fusions just is another ghost that is in his soul. You could fit <laughs> so many ghosts in this bad boy. God. Make sure you leave that <laughs> entire pause in. Uh, I will. Uh, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are um, so yeah. These are these are wave battles, and they have different like conditions on them. Some of them are just survive. Like the first one is uh, Yuri or Yuri. I guess you you pick one person to fight six battles in a row. If you don't pick Yuri, you're a fucking rube. Yeah. If you, yes. if you don't pick Yuri, why? If you don't pick the guy who could be any element. What are you doing? Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, there, there's four of these. Like, when I got here, there were four available now. And three of them were super easy, and one of them was a motherfucker. Which one was the motherfucker? The one where you have reverse ring and you can't have a ring miss. Oh. I've because... also been at the point where I just put the slow the ring by 50% on everybody and never take it off. I, I had to do that uh, because what happens, uh, there's... Four parts of that battle, and the third one is is a group of enemies, and some of them have give you fast ring, and some of them give you tiny ring. And so, like, if you don't have uh, pocket watches on your people, there's just no way you're not going to fuck up like a fast, tiny, reversed ring. Yo, fuck those motherfuckers who in this episode give you the one that makes your ring randomly speed up and slow down. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, that I, is easily the worst status yeah. in the game for me. I I did not get that one, thankfully. Oh man, but yeah, I, like I didn't do the yeah. twenty eight combo because I didn't want to think about how to do it. But it just occurs to me that I could have just like thrown a five key in there and called it a day. Oh, Probably. you could have, but usually, like for, I feel like for that fight, they just set you up for the combo immediately anyway. Yeah, like the well, the way I I'm did that is like you, two party you have... members. Only. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say I only have party members who do three, but then I remember to have like nine hit spells or whatever. Yeah, because if you uh, combo finish with the wind spell, I swear that's like 12 hits right there. 
Yeah, Karen has a 12-hit combo, like, as one of her uh, sword spells. So I, like, oh, I made sure right, to yeah. use that. Yeah, so, like, you start with the combo. And if you come back uh, with Amon later, uh, his Tempest, I believe is the skill, is a multi-hit motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so be... it's it's not as bad as you think. I would use Somnion, probably, because he's got that 12-hitter. And then... She's got eight, and then I just have to hit Yoakim and Geppetto's attacks, and that's 28. Good to go. Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah, you, you have finished like five. the second wrestling subquest, too. Yoakim has the 12-hit rush combo. I forget oh, about yeah, that, yeah. because why would I have him do anything other than just hit a guy with a It's fish? also like, isn't that one also like 72 uh, MP? It's like 68 or something, yeah. It's a lot. That's uh, wild. It's, a, it's basically all his MP. You just use it once. I mean, it, it can do up to, like, it, it does, like, 200-some damage. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, these these trials stick around, and nothing prevents you from returning to them later in the game. Yeah, but some of them are just super, super fucking obnoxious. And the, the worst part about it is if you fail a condition, you still have to finish that round of the fight before it fails you out, which it really shouldn't do. It really should just, that like... If you miss a ring on that um, that particular one, this is uh, trial number three. It should just be like you're done. You don't need to fight. Yeah. Do the rest of this fight. But no, it makes you fight the rest of the fight. Do you at least get like XP or soul for it? Not, no, you get nothing. <laughs> Doesn't it like yeah. keep, keep persistent like damage and MP usage too on top of it? Um, yeah, it actually costs you real MP. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> like when you get out of your battle, you've used MP for real. Let me tell you about. The time that I did not save in between soul drop fights and had save stated in the second one already without no. healing, and I had no oh. healing items either. That was Ouch. very oh. dire. Yeah. Because <laughs> those are some mean battles. Oh, and I took the fire one second. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. I haven't done those yet. Are those... Uh, the fire guy uh, starts with a rage status effect and will hit you for like yeah. 150 a turn for five turns. The big thing is Oof. each of them excels at one attribute and buffs themselves on it yeah. at the, the dark, start. The dark guy is super easy because he just lowers your special attack. And I'm like, I wasn't going to do that anyway, guy. But mm. like the fire guy is raw offense, the earth guy is raw defense, the wind guy is raw speed. They're nasty fights. Yeah, I only did the fire guy one, and basically what I did was is I used my own fire guy, bulked up, and then just three ringed him to murder him immediately. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But that's the thing we're going to get to after this next dungeon. Oh, oops. Yes. We have to. Oh, we that's have, fine. We got to be sad for the guy who we only met thirty minutes ago first. Uh huh. Uh. So yeah. One one neat detail about this is that the NPCs will tell you this valley was founded by Christians escaping Islamic persecution. This seems incredibly weird in the middle of World War One until you realize that we have a centuries-old Greek scholar running the place a multiple millennia old priestess of a 3,000 plus year old Jew holding a position of power. Maybe this story goes back a little before the modern era. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And whenever you're done with the side quests and whatever, head into the back of the caverns where Jovis is just meditating in a chapel. 
This is another cutscene. This is where we start doing what I think are actually really terrible retcons on the prior two games. Yeah, it's a little... It feels really weird. And the worst part of it is that Jovis goes on this long story and just says my friend over and over and over again like it's trying to build tension and i i don't care i mean obviously i didn't play the previous games so here's the thing that's even dumber if you have played the previous games albert has an incredibly distinctive top hat that he's uh-huh. wearing in silhouette in all of these cutscenes, so you yeah. know who it is yeah yeah i think they're trying to make it a reveal but yeah they, like you would recognize it immediately. Yeah, you either don't know this guy or you're immediately going, what the fuck? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to just start off, you know, Jovis is blind after so many years, but he can feel the warmth of the God of Wrath inside Yuri's soul. And then he tells us about the founding and falling out behind Sapientus Gladio. Wait, this blind guy wanted to go in the monster dungeon with you? Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> realized he was blind. How would he find yeah. the mirrors? Oh, my oh, God. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Jovis is talking. About- insert that Jamie Smith tweet here. Wait, does that mean he's immune to cyberbullying? He can just look away at all times. no but uh, unless you have a like uh text-to-speech on oh god imagine (laughs) imagine like text-to-speech reading mean tweets at you endlessly because you can't find the button (laughs) (laughs) this is the worst anyway Uh, that's why semantic tags are important (laughs) so yeah jovis is talking about his friend for this whole scene it's albert simon the villain of shadow hearts And Rasputin was one of three people who helped found the organization who fought off Jovis and Albert because he forged a pact with the King of Demons, Asmodeus, which is the being that shields him and protects his mortal form. Yep, so that's what's behind the shield. And then Jovis points out that we do have someone on our team with equal power to Asmodeus, and it's Amon. Spoilers. But uh, he's sealed Mm. and untouchable in Yuri's soul because of uh, Mistletoe's curse, which we're just going to go fix now. At this point, Jovis says that the entire previous game, where Albert stole the powerful tomes, raised the sky, ca- sky castle, and tried to summon a Lovecraftian horror from behind the stars, was just trying to change the world's path and stop Rasputin. Sure. <laughs> that's how <laughs> games work. That's, just yeah, trying that to create no democracy sense. in Iraq. <laughs> and... <laughs> And because Yuri killed him after Albert fused with Aman, now both Aman and Albert's souls are in Yuri. And that's and that's good because you know you can't just have a have a demon. You gotta have like a guy with the demon. Or something. I don't know. Game doesn't mm. explain. No. <laughs> there is an incredible audio subtitle discrepancy later, by the way, uh-huh. related to Albert. Yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the the subtitles at all, which is like it gets they are really wild bad here. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 wildly inaccurate. Yeah, they they don't match up. I think we discussed it once at the start, but yeah, if you guys noticed one that I missed because I was taking notes, tell me. Uh, yeah, it's uh when you come back and Jovis says 
how was Albert? And uh, Yuri says out loud, he's doing well, but in the subtitle says he's having a great time in there. (laughs) 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 It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I miss these because I tend to use the audio cues while I'm writing notes. So, oh my god! Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The subtitles not matching up are extremely fun, though. I feel you should just it look only funny. at the screen and not at what you're writing. That's how you wind up with notes like the ones <laughs> I take. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure we'd all love to work on eleven pages of those. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> it worked out great for that Patreon episode. <sighs> So, just like the casual drop here is that uh, there's actually two beings capable of fighting Asmodeus. One is Anon, and one is the fallen angel Azeroth. Astaroth. Uh, Astaroth. Guy that surely won't come up later or anything. That would be silly. Featured in Soul Calibur 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to unseal Amon and uh, break the Mistletoe's curse is going to require a journey into uh, Yuri's uh, soul. If he fails, he goes permanently mad, which is fine. You're doing that anyway. Uh-huh. Jovis offers to accompany him, but uh, Karen forces her way into that slot, and we are told to meet Jovis behind the altar. Yikes, when we're ready to begin. Fun thing you could do before you go in there is uh, in the back path to Jovis, if you hug the wall rather than walk towards him, the ring soul is there again. If you've gotten them all, he and Yuri mend their ways with Yuri apologizing for being a dick and then cheering him on to do the speech. Uh, and you ask about his wife and kid and just explicitly confirms the ring soul is a salary man. At this point, since I had uh, not gone back to get the one from last episode, it turns out the dialogue is based on number of encounters. So you always get the story in order rather than yes. this bit being hard coded, which uh, we had thought last time. Huh? Yeah, yeah, because I definitely later on in the notes that we run into the ring soul again and i'm like i did not get that cut scene okay so i guess i will just keep writing them out because i might be the only one who has them all now yeah, yeah that's probably go, that's what i was I gonna some. go back for how long how long are you trapped in japan how many hours until you can leave um you're there for two dungeons i think okay it's like six hours yeah, I was going to say under 10, but I was kind of estimating five in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, Soul Quest time. So uh, just because this is Shadow Hearts Covenant. So like Yuri and Karen are lying on the ground in the middle of the church and they're holding hands. And like Yuri's like, oh, you don't have to do this. And Karen's like, would you rather be holding that old dude's hand instead? And Yuri's like, uh, bite me. How's he gonna do his magic if he has to hold your hand? Man, I don't, two-handed I don't... magic. <laughs> I mean, like, Chris, there's a lot you can get done with one hand if you, you know what you're doing. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, right it's just... Path, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know, like... Th- this is obviously uh, not, like, in the best taste, but it's it's also Karen, you know, ribbing Yuri a little bit, which is kind of cute. It's like it's like one of those things cute. where like it could be better, but it could be worse. It would be kind of cute if it was not a repeated pattern with Shattered Hearts Covenant. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If it wasn't like, yeah, Yuri being constantly uncomfortable with uh, how much uh, the Magimel brothers are into him. So, uh, Jean I is waiting it. inside. They're French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That is one way to put it. Uh, they're gay and European. Uh, so have I mentioned <laughs> that in the next game, they're traveling around on a motorcycle with a sidecar? No, but that, that rules. <laughs> that rules. Yeah, they're yeah. just those rules. They're just actually, instead of using a wagon, they run around the U.S. in a fucking motorcycle selling shit to you. Please tell me they run into Jack Kerouac. Did we run into Jack Kerouac in that game? I don't think so. Damn it. That'd be fun. But that game plays really loose with canon, given that Lenny is back alive and uh-huh. yeah, Lovecraft is running around in the U.S. Can't wait for the tasteful Shadow Hearts Covenant Sacagawea scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny you should say that. There's a lot of Native American stuff oh, in that that's game. why you're saying that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah anyway uh jean is waiting inside yuri's uh soul graveyard again so finally a jrpg will be about a different kind of destiny this one is manifest uh-huh no that's kind of the sui coden series <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> mm. anyway so yeah john uh, a, a small girl ghost is uh hanging out inside uh Yuri's graveyard and uh, oh shit ghosts oh shit ghosts uh the ghost that he's okay with so she cheers on the duo and says she's gonna find something to do about the tree growing inside him uh but for now uh they enter one of the locked doors the door of the god of wrath which is one of the two doors we couldn't get into uh earlier and uh this takes us to the mirror castle the conceit here is that this is fucking with uh Yuri's head to fight the curse head on like this but basically, you're running into a bunch of mirrors that you're you're basically fighting. It, it, these, these are literal mirror matches. You're fighting uh, clones of uh, Yuri and Karen, and they're pretty easy. But you got to, like, do several of these. You only have to do two. <laughs> really? Because I did at least three. Yeah, That's you only have to do two. There are if three you mirrors. go straight through, yeah, it's just two required. Yeah, I wound up going all the way north before fucking with a mirror, then going all the way south, getting the key, then using the closest mirror, then going all the way back up. Mm -hmm. There there is one one fun bit where uh, (laughs) they're talking about the mirror, and then um, Jovis just shows up in it. (laughs) Does that happen at the first mirror you do, no matter where it is? Yes. Okay. That dude was all the way at the top. It would have been cool to have him in the middle. I, I had him in one of the in the room with uh, the save point. Yeah, that's at the top. Okay. Yeah, because I, I I looked at one of the mirrors on the way to that room and it didn't trigger anything. They just said, "Huh, there's a mirror here," and then I just kept going. <laughs> Thanks, Yuri. Huh. <laughs> I know this part I had a problem with where I didn't have Karen equipped properly, and you can't really move equipment from other characters when you're in oh, here. I did the equipment. But nothing else. So she only had two hits and no magic. So she was fucking useless. <laughs> you could you could still reset the magic. Uh, oh, really? Because there's, there's the, the whole, button yeah, for they're... remove magic from all. Oh, so you can remove them even though they're not there. I yeah, but you can't. That's either... the case. Yes, but you can't like remove their accessories or anything. Yeah, not rings. Okay. I guess. Can I just say that one of my favorite things about modern JRPGs is when they just unequip characters who leave your party holy yeah, crap that's so useful <laughs> oh, only the truly modern ones then re-equip them later 
Mm-hmm. It's true, yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, that's probably one of the best things about Trails of Cold Steel is that it will just tell you at the start of a chapter, hey, we ripped all the skill orbs and rare accessories off of the other party members. And then by the time you get them back, you have like seven different party compositions and everyone's 10 levels higher. So you want new gear anyway. Yeah, it's uh, good. Yeah, it, they they don't do that here. At least this time they signaled it. Whereas when we were at St. Marguerite, they did not. And so you just kind of fuck you if you ended up with Blanca completely. Uh, That's what under, you get for uh, being equipped. bad at stealth, Matt. <laughs> yeah, because you get a better uh, item if you complete the stealth section. Yes, without do. getting caught too. Yep, you get a Zodiac bracelet. I'm the only one. Yeah, I didn't do this, but what happens if you? Gave your your ring increase to Nikolai at the very beginning. Is that just gone forever? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't think you can. You might not be. Yeah, you might not be able to. So yeah, I believe you're not able to screw with his gear. Okay. Yeah, I definitely put it on Karen. So eventually, you get to the end of the Mirror Castle, which, to be fair, is pretty short if you know where you're going. And you meet Amon, who is not happy to see you. He is a beast. He hits you with the force of a truck. There are two strategies people tend to tell you for this fight. Oh, worth noting, this is the guy that Yuri was at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I thought in the yes, that's right. I didn't explicitly mention it in the notes. But yes, for everyone who can't see the game, that is a thing that they make very clear. This is the form he was using all game long before the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. You can do one of two things here. You can damage race Amon because he has an incredibly low HP for this chunk of game, given that this is a two-on-one boss. Or you can play it safe and pull out all the evade and defense possible, usually via Karen using arc skills and earth form from Yuri. I go with the latter because even if you're overpowered, it's very easy to die here. He, Amon is wielding all his skills from the prior game where he was an endgame boss fight and they fuck you up pretty bad. Yeah, they hit for like 200 plus damage, like some of the spells. Yeah. Like uh, one of them is the end and it like, it, it hurts. <sighs> it's, a very, it's a very good spell when you get it. It because, is. Because uh, it is oh, enormous yeah. radius. Yeah, I use it a lot in the uh, future dungeons. Take care, take care, takes care of a lot of worms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Huh. I w- uh, luckily, uh, Dark uh, specializes in uh, special defense. Just since I had that at 10, I popped two three keys, and they were like Fort Worth 400 damage each, which handled the fight mostly fine, uh, mm-hmm. which is great, because uh, I definitely did not think to equip to use the remove all crests, and I had no ring ups on Karen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's sub 1000 HP from memory. So yeah, that that would yeah. be a massive fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's about a, he, yeah. he's like nine hundred something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he doesn't really have that much health, and uh, he when you kill him, Victor, a person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so and, and when you kill him, uh, Amon breaks apart, and then uh, Yuri invents uh, drum and bass music. <laughs> yep. So it. when the, you kill him, you walk into one final mirror, and now you're not in a castle anymore, but you're at like a gorgeous like cliff area besides a forest where there's a man in a hat sitting on a bench at the top which is uh it's it's albert spoilers for like two seconds from now apparently this is more retcon as a decrazed albert who remind you was last seen in the series chewing scenery like a madman before you killed him in a sky castle 
And let me just, like, as the one of us who has the context for this, uh, Chris, you're saying you love how crazy Rasputin is in this update. Albert was at that tier at the end of the last game. When you emerge from the Neem dungeon in that game and he raises the Sky Castle, he literally starts flying and screams at you, shake your fists all you want, it's meaningless now. <laughs> is that the same, oh, was it the same dungeon layout? I swear to God. It was not the same dungeon layout, but it was the Neem something, and now it's the Neem Ruins. I think it was the Neem Monastery beforehand. So yeah, the, like, Albert was full-on lunatic last game, and now they're just like, no, he was actually in control the whole time and trying to save us all from Rasputin, yeah. the Mad Monk. I hate yeah. this. That's what he's doing. His war was with the Monk. Yeah, and the weird thing is that Yuri is very friendly with him. And I, okay, maybe I just don't have the context, but like, isn't, isn't he responsible for the fact that, uh, what's her name died? Yep. Yeah. yeah he has no, like, anger about that. But also, you got, you got, you gotta, you gotta hang out with this guy for the rest of your life because he lives in your body now, like your Sora. So, uh, maybe make <laughs> friends. <laughs> he, he is your Roxas. Yuri is a real Sora, huh? Uh, I yeah. hate this. I hate this. <laughs> Wait until you get the form where he has two weapons. Hell yeah. I hate this. <laughs> um, so, How dare you? So Albert gives Yuri the pep talk. It's like, oh, you can you can kill Rasputin for me. Because he killed me, surely you can do this other one. And then, and then you get the power of Amon's soul. So you can do that again. You get the seventh fusion of him. It just occurred to me right now that Nikolai is going to explain what has happened here much better than either Albert or Yuri does later. Yeah, it it's really unclear. Just, yeah, it, it definitely, I felt that this was a retcon and I didn't even have enough context to really, like, say why like you know i didn't play the other games that i only, we only talked about in that one episode but i'm like this feels wrong it's incredibly anger inducing to me because yeah it's taking a really good villain and just going nah it's it's shown an arc man they were good the whole time uh -huh, vegeta sure. joined your team uh-huh we're watching sorry uh i have to get this dragon ball z tangent out of my body now that you brought it up which is, uh, we've been watching it at our house, and we're like 50-some episodes in, right? Like, Ginyu Force isn't even here yet. And Audrey's just like, when are they going to fight Frieza? I'm like, oh, sweet summer child. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, I'm like not 40 even episodes from now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you a better summary of that story. While in lockup, my partners went through all of Dragon Ball in a little under a month. That's too fast. That's so much. They went into Z, and it has been a month, and they're still not at the end of the Frieza saga, because every couple of episodes, they're just like, oh my god, nothing is happening, I can't do this. I, Imagine if you were, like, watching mind, commercials. I don't mind that nothing happens, right? Like, the pacing of every individual episode itself is good, and there is a little bit of movement, but it is a little bit of it's really glacial. Yeah. Like I'm I kind of like I'm it. tempted to text them in the next room right now and just go, "Hey, are you on episode 80 and as Frieza in his final form yet?" No. 
Because <laughs> they're usually watching it while I'm recording or at work. So I'll just walk by through the house and just like, uh, with Dragon Ball, it would be, oh yeah, 70 things have happened since you were last in this room. In this one, it's just like, uh, Ginyu swapped a body. That's it. That's all. <laughs> they're in missed. a tank now. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's incredibly funny how badly paced that show is. Shout out to the incredibly gross episode where Goku gets all of his legs broken via the gravity machine. Oof. I don't that think I that one. Gross. I think I just missed that. That's a very that's a very gross episode. Like he's trying to pull himself up a rope but the gravity machine goes to a hundred. You just see him like peel all this like basically what would happen is all the skin gets peeled off his hand. Yeah. That's very gross. So uh, we still have uh, more cutscenes uh, since we just watched a cutscene and had a big world event with Nikolai. Nikolai returns to Rasputin, uh, telling him that he secured uh, armaments from Japan to resupply the Russian army. Uh, he also suggests England is about to try and bring America into the war via the Lusitania, way into Lusitania conspiracies. <gasps> Rasputin yep. tells Nikolai in no uncertain terms that if Yuri returns... It's now Nikolai's job to try to kill him after he pulled that bitch move letting the real one Lenny and Veronica. T- uh, Veronica hasn't died yet. Uh, letting Lenny no. uh, take the fall when he uh, fled early. No, but he did peace out early and just leave those two next to a guy called the God Slayer. I guess he did that in the, yeah. mine, the mines, but Veronica did familiars. Like Rasputin is like particularly bummed that uh, Lenny is dead. He was like, he was really powerful. But he wasn't like God slaying powerful, and it's like, do, do you did you really have a lot of attachment to that guy? Yes, I did. Fuck you. Well, no, I'm love, talking to Rasputin. I loved him. Look, Rasputin can see the good in people, unlike Matt Marcus. <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying is the developers uh, love Lenny so much he comes back as a main character in the next game. He's the best. He's just as dumb in the same way that Yuri <laughs> is, and it's very great when they interact with each other. It's yep. like. It's like watching an anime with two Joey Wheelers. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's what Yuri is, right? Yuri's just Joey Wheeler. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine a Hey Yug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, every time they brought up Asmodeus, all I could think about was Asmodeus, Asmodeus, and it really ruined it for me. So yeah. as a Devil Man fan, every time they're talking about Amon, I'm just sitting here going, why am I not watching a better thing right now? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when somebody was going to, like, make a Rock Me uh, Asmodeus joke. Like, no I knew one. it was going to happen. No one. <laughs> Apparently me. I do want to watch re- rewatch Devil Man. My wife is home and will be very, uh, very objectionable to the content in Devil Man Crybaby. I've been buying up the reprints of the original series. They're in two nice hardcovers. It's great. Ooh, that does sound nice. Yeah. It is sitting on my shelf next to my big Cutie Honey hardcover. That's a nice hardcover, too. Speaking of Cutie Honeys, <laughs> Jovis gives his life uh, aiding Yuri. He turned out to uh, use all of his powers to help with the uh, curse appeasement. Uh, <laughs> as he falls, he says that Yuri is now the new good soul on this side of the war, and it once again irritatingly says that he's taking up uh, Albert's mantle. However, there's a problem. Someone out there, we don't know who, has made a soul pack with Astaroth, so we'll need to take care of that before taking on Asmodeus. Spoiler! We won't. We'll do that in reverse order. 
<laughs> also, sh- shout outs to how Nikolai does not notice that Rasputin is possessed. And I'm like, my man's veins are black right now. He's yeah. not super possessed yet. Yeah, like there's there's a like a side bit here, Rasputin. Like, I was disappointed when Rasputin first starts telling his plan. He's like, I'm going to take over all of Europe. And it's like, that's that feels really small potatoes. I like that. To like, That's a reasonable plan, and then later it turns into I'm gonna genocide the planet, and then I'm bored. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing is that's a sign of like how um, that's the how talking. corrupted he was. Yeah, 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 that's the demon talking. But like, I get it, but it sucks now. I mean, like, yeah, I don't think that's better. It just felt really weird that it's like, all right, I'm gonna get the power of a god to take over Russia and then Europe. It just feels. It it feels very pedestrian for how supernatural these uh like demons they're dealing with are. I'm kind of into that actually. Just do something mundane with these weird powers. Yeah, there was not a little red book that you could read yet, so of course you go to demons. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you have to remember that's actually very in line with the actual Rasputin, who was just a crazy drinking social climber of a con man. Mm-hmm. You got to pick a different beard and hair if you cannot handle clipping. It's really ridiculous when your beard clips into your chest the whole way. Uh huh. He looks yeah. like Saint Young Men Jesus in a poor 3D render. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, back in Russia, Tsar Nicholas II has returned from the front lines and uh, his wife. Yeah. Yeah, and of course he's saying, uh, yeah, it's, oh, he's celebrating the sure-to-come victory of the Russian troops. And no, I'm like, I wonder how that goes. they're celebrating him coming back. They're not <laughs> celebrating any event other than the boy is back in town. Well, yeah. I mean, he says, like, to the future victory. Like, the, the way they phrase it in, like, that one, like, the drawing cutscene is, like, very much like, yeah, we're about to win. We're good. Uh, <laughs> time to party. Anyway, so his wife wants to hold a ball in celebration. But the emperor is uh, not an asshole and is, arms, in fact, very arms concerned. emoji at the emperor is no dipshit. <laughs> okay, he's the most reasonable man in Russia right now. Mm. He kind of is. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I okay. mean, Edgar's doing okay. You could trip over that bar, but fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's a high bar, but he's literally the only one going, would you like to tell me what you did with our daughter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's concerned. He's like, hey, yeah, a party's fine, but like, where's my daughter? <laughs> is she dead? <laughs> yeah, and it, it's very telling that the Empress is extremely trusting of, of Rasputin in a way that I think even like the Emperor is a little more cautious. Like he's a little bit more cautious towards uh, Rasputin. Yeah, we don't spell it out in these notes, but she's just starting to exclusively call him Grigory at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very familiar. And uh, Rasputin makes up a story saying, oh, yeah, we know what's going on with that. Oh, and uh, our people are interrogating Edgar, and uh, I should go interrogate him myself personally. So, yeah, they're going to go and uh, do the ball anyway. And uh, is this the part where uh, they mention uh, the envoy is going to be there, too? Yeah. Or is that so, a separate yes. thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah, at some point it's mentioned that uh, Cato is going to be, is is in Petrograd, is going to be invited to the ball. That crimson chin motherfucker. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh. So, when the cutscene gauntlet ends, we are deposited back in Petrograd. 
If you wander around a little on your way to the palace, Yuri is going to collapse in another vision from Jean. Amon's soul has unlocked tier three fusions for all elements, but not Amon's evolutions because he's not elemental. The big issue for these is that you have to consume a soul drop in the process of unlocking them. If you want, you can leave the city right now, and there are two possible soul drops that are obtainable this early. One is in the Gorim Valley, where, while everyone else is mourning, Lawrence actually has the Bishop Jovis's final will, and he goes, yeah, um, I'm supposed to give you this incredibly powerful item because he died, and it's just a free soul drop. Mm -hmm. The other is in Domremy, where, if you wanted to wait, uh, this would be when most people do the wolf's thing, because it's on the altar in the church where Yuri as Amon busted in at the beginning of the game. Yep. Yep. And and thankfully, it's like shining so you can find it like you know it's there if you go yeah. back yeah it there. glimmers on the overworld mm -hmm. so jean says you need something attuned to each element to unlock these but they're they're completely agnostic of element so you just need one of them to unlock things and what you have to do for this is go to the altar inside your soul set up a soul drop and then you have to battle the third form one-on-one -on -one to claim it. Mm -hmm. So uh, these are incredibly hard fights, as we mentioned earlier. They really are. If you want to wait a little to get them, it's not so bad, but it's still a one-on-one -on -one fight, and these are still things that are super specialized in one skill. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this game throws a lot of one-on-one -on -one fights on at you, and like it's not built for that. It does take out a lot of the combo mechanics when you are just doing hit, 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 hit. Like the yeah. entire wolf battle. Do you guys even do combos on purpose? I do for bosses. I definitely don't. Like, I get some natural combos that come up because of how wide Amon or the uh, Tier 3 Fire Fusion are. But mm -hmm. I definitely yeah. don't, like, try to set them up manually. Like, I, I only set them up, like, intentionally for bosses, and that... The thing is, like, honestly, other than doing a combo magic, which I think is of questionable utility, most of the time I'm not getting all that much extra damage, like bonus damage from comboing. So I was able to get a bit out of it. Like, so later on when we get to the worms, I, I was able to just uh, combo, combo one of them to death, like, from the gate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'll mention, like, I, I definitely made more of an effort to combo against uh, Asmodeus. Uh, and that, that did pay off, but I also, it cost a lot of resources to do it. Or at least a valuable resource. What'd you unlock with your soul drops? I haven't used mine yet. I did wow. fire, and then after realizing how bullshit the fire one was, I went, I'm not going to do any other. I did dark yeah. and then fire uh, without saving or healing, and that was huh. very, very rough. Uh-huh. Only on the last possible turn did I realize that blocking existed, and that's how I got through it. Nice. Yeah, like, I I only used uh, Amon pretty much exclusively for the rest of this segment of the game. Fire can uh, do so I, much damage, Matt. Yeah, yeah fire, fire is real good. raw offense. Oh, yeah, I was using fire a lot up until the point where I got Amon, but I looked at their stats, and, like... Amon's stat stats are, like, slightly higher that, at the same level than all the other summons. At least, like, at, by level 3. Like, I compared them at level 3. Yeah, sure, but he can't hit a weakness, also, is the deal. Uh, that's true, unless unless it's a dark 
uh, unless you have a light, uh, you're fighting a light enemy because uh, his he has dark element um, attacks. That's true. You could probably also just have someone put the add element to attack thing. Does stab bonus That's exist true. in this game? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I always go fire first, earth second, because those are giant offense and defense boosts if I need them in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to do, like, I was planning to do fire first, but, like, I, I basically poured all of my uh, soul charge into Amon, so Amon is topped out at level 10 now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the end of this episode, I'm at, like, dark level 10 with tier 3. Amon at 5, just to get the big AoE, and then, like, fire at 7. Anyway, uh, you can also get the second hidden treasure for the guy in cons at this point. Thank you to whoever corrected my note and pointed out it is a Sere crest, and it is in Gorim Valley at the cliffside viewpoint. That was me. He will then give you the <laughs> third and final clue on disc one, which in English is a vertical cipher. I imagine this one plays out a little differently in Japanese, given that they sometimes just have vertical text and things. That's true. It's kind of interesting to think about. You know, I, I don't even bother to read them. I just look them up on a guide. <laughs> Are there any other side quests that lock things not related to that character in them, like the crest with the wolf belts? Um, like, I don't give a shit about Karen. So is there any other reason to go get all these uh, operas or whatever? I don't think so from memory. I Hers is the most skippable. Tarot cards and operas are pretty skippable. Well, I feel like the operas, though, for the most part, are very low effort. You just need to look up where they are <laughs> and you just talk to a person. But I would still have to go there. Yeah, but you're probably going to be there for some other reason. Like, I definitely pick them up by accident. Like, there's a dude in Petrograd, an old dude who just has, oh, hey, you're here. Have a piece of sheet music. And it's like, thanks. Yeah, it's a lot of them I just kind of trip over. in Petrograd after side quests and our goal is to now sneak in the palace and you know save the day do all that fun stuff mm-hmm. so we get to sneak through the catacombs which the one girl like right outside from the steer set tells you about from the first time you're in this place and now you finally get to go through it sorry mm-hmm. the phrase of finally you get to go through it is hilarious given how shitty it is <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad like there's really only, like, one dungeon that, like, super upset me, and we're not there yet. I'm a dumb guy and cannot mentally create 3D maps of space in my brain, so definitely spent three hours in here. So the mapping system in this game is awful and should feel bad. It sucks so bad. Can I talk about my favorite detail about this? Yeah. Yeah. This is pitched as an escape route for the nobility. If you look <laughs> at the layout... <laughs> At least two of the gate and lever pairs can only be opened from the outside. Without an accomplice, (laughs) all the fleeing Romanovs would get fucking iced here. And then you think about history and it's like, oh. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of good skeleton content here, at least. There is. There's a skeleton at the beginning that is uh-huh. clutching uh, to another opera piece for Karen. Hooray. And, like I said, uh, you just trip over them sometimes. You do. Yeah. And then there's Zombie Wolf. Necros. Oh, my God. Uh, I... The the flavor text for uh, Necros is very funny. Like they they put a lot of effort into this one. I feel because like I didn't fight him at first because I'm like okay, let me back out. The back out option is uh, there's no sense beating a dead wolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's uh, if you lose to him because like spoil like I I tried this fight twice. The first time uh, I got paralyzed on turn one and then instantly it ended the fight <laughs> thank god for these show notes because how the fuck am i supposed to know what that random symbol on my guy laying on the ground is uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah like yeah he he paralyzes you and if you're not equipped for it you die immediately and he says uh i'm gonna eat you you know skin flesh uh fur and all and he's it but uh i just had some exercise and uh so i'm gonna wait a little while to eat you <laughs> wow yeah yeah, there's a lot of fights in this game where, like, if you know what to equip before going in, it trivializes a lot of it, and I'm not sure that that's good. Yeah, it's it's one of those things about JRP, JRPGs in general is that you never have information going into a fight. So, yeah, if there's, like, a really bad... There's a boss fight up here coming up that has instant death in it, and that yeah, sucks, sucks if you're not prepared for it. And it's like, is that good? That's not good design. That's kind of... It's just a gotcha. I also feel like in, in even in like random battles too, like things can go south for you really quick. Oh, buddy, let me tell you about uh, Idar Flam. Yeah, so sucks. here's here's my take on that. While we're having this discussion, this is why I have always liked the SMT games because yes, sure, if you have certain accessories or skills equipped, it makes things easier, but you also have tools that can mitigate these things in the form of some of your protective spells. Yeah. And this game does not have that. A lot of these fights that we're referring to explicitly come down to, if you have equipped the correct accessory, this battle is acceptable and probably easy. If you have not, you die. Well, I know why that is. The reason it's like that is because of the uh, DCP system. Right? It's Mm. that there are only so many spells on a crest, and they want you to be able to double up the same spell for, like, reduced costs. So basically, they're trading those utility spells for a more interesting build system, and it just comes down to, do you think that, personally, that's worth it? Like, me on an emulator, definitely. But part of what I'm referring to is, like, in the SMT example... You can have reflect or spells that will nullify something like this as protection. There is no stop status effect spell in this game. Yeah, you kind of have to cross your fingers and hope like uh, it just doesn't proc when you get an attack like that, which sometimes it doesn't. Yep, that's uh, true. Although, although some, I feel like every time there is an instant death attack, it works every time. <laughs> Well, that's a special ability, just literally called instant death. It just looks like a physical attack. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's like, I mean, like, yeah, we we saw that with a lot of uh, status effects. I don't know if it's like, it's a physical combo with a, a significant chance to get a status effect like it had a seal attached to it. Like one of those um, add-ons. 
but yeah it, it like yeah we'll tell you what it is which is like <laughs> which is good for the next time you end up having to do that fight <laughs> yeah i mean the other thing though is like how are you even supposed to exploit weaknesses before you have anastasia who can take pictures and then tell you what things elements are uh you guess <laughs> and some of them have skills that reveal it I mean, yeah, you can get some skills, but I, I feel like like the getting not, the not quote really, unquote stand they ability. The they do the opposite of their weakness, also. Well, that's <laughs> that the one point. Time. That tells you, hey, this guy's casting water. Oh, hit him with fire. Except, except for uh, Grimlock. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't cheat. I'm just saying I understand that design sensibility, especially in the one to one, rather than it being a ring of weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know. It's uh it's it's annoying uh sometimes like at the very least like in this fight the stakes are very low because you know Blanca dies you walk away you heal him up and then you keep going or you fight fight the wolf again. Uh I tried fighting him twice and uh I died the second time and just said, "You know what? I just don't have the stats right now, so I'll come back later." That's if fair. you have done the dog stars, yeah, do it's this a really ASAP. good ability cuz the eighth stamp gets you come back, which is a full HP SP revive of one ally. Yeah, I wonder if I like because like spoiler, I I got to the end of this section and then I realized I'm missing a bunch of things that I really should just grab. So I'm probably gonna go back and grab those things and then fight um fight Astaroth again. Mm-hmm. Luckily, <laughs> like running through that dungeon again is pretty quick. It's I'm short. Only, yeah, I'm only keeping one save file, so not an option. See, I I have four. I rotate four. <laughs> I rotated through the entire set of like I think it's fifteen they give you. That's usually what I do, but I don't want to. I wrote this guide. <laughs> also, while we brought up SP, SP sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah. So for for the longer fights, it's uh, it's not good. It never comes up. It came up one time so far this game for me, other than the very beginning with Karen and the gargoyle. Oh, you you didn't get uh, messed up with uh, Astaroth and uh, or is it is it Astaroth or um, he did Asmodeus it one time. And he, it. It's Astaroth and he did it one time to Joachim on his last turn. Okay, because he hit my entire party with that, so everybody lost like four SP and it so, got a little touchy. Combos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got also you got to understand that I got seven turn victories on both of the bosses at the end of this episode. Yeah, I got pretty quick turn yeah. victories on them too. I think I so did, like, I think I got just, seven too. It just never comes up. <laughs> yeah, but when it comes up, it's the worst. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not great. Thankfully, there's no um, there's no boss at the end of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, there isn't. There, there's another soaring in here where um, Yuri starts this thing where he asks Solring to do an impression of his wife. Which don't worry, we come back to that next soul ring. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. I, I I go between like Ringsoul being the worst character and the best character, and I'm just unsure where I land. I it's really... just weird that it's a character. Does Ringsoul just Rodney Dangerfield it? No, <laughs> it's it's a thing. It's an experience. Okay. Um, but the whole point of this dungeon is uh, learning the Russian alphabet, I guess, <laughs> and then you get a. <laughs> My fa- my favorite one is the B where she's like, "How do you say this one?" And she's like, "Are you mocking me? You don't pronounce this." 
Well, yeah, the best is, part is that yeah. he brings them up twice as symbols. Yes, because there are gates and levers that are paired yep. with a member of the Cyrillic alphabet. And if you go and, to the gate first before you open it, he will say something at the gate as well as the switch. Yeah. Oh. Ah. So, yeah, that's why on that one specifically, she's like, are you making fun of me right now? Because she has to explain them twice. <laughs> also, it even makes it worse considering he's half Russian. Yes. You know, it's also uh, funny. There's also one that, like, isn't pronounceable or like... That's the it, one it rep- we're discussing, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the- <laughs> Like, at least that one, like, you know, give Yuri a little bit of grace on that one. No, he's half Russian. He should know. <laughs> and and also, again, if you do both of them, he gets, he asks a second time, how do I say this one again? That's not a thing you speak. <laughs> you know, like, look, it, y- Yuri was raised mostly in a satanic household. You know, it just wasn't very culturally Russian. Ah, uh, the Russian symbol for Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like the goal of this dungeon is you get a silver locket and you put it back in the noble noble's tomb, which opens up the door that was sealed by ghost magic. And then you do the final boss fight of having save stated before you pick up the locket, uh, reloading and then going to the door and wondering why you can't open the door. Then oh, realizing no. you don't have the locket, but also not remembering where you are in the dungeon and spending another hour figuring out how to get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Congrats, you played yourself. So dumb. I am so dumb. <laughs> you know they have maps on the internet, Chris. They do. Look, I, w- I would have to press Alt-Tab on the keyboard that is already in my lap. That's the other thing. I Like, I would have, like, the page open, and sometimes I'd forget where my mouse was focused. So then I'd hit uh-huh. F1 and get the Vivaldi help screen instead of a safe state. <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> let me tell you about the time that I accidentally pressed escape and lost all of my EDAR flame progress. Wait, oh, no. It no. doesn't escape. You can just go to resume, though. Does it? Can you resume? Yeah. <gasps> no. <laughs> you just go to resume. So, no, that's like a whole hour of my life. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a better one. Because that's how you switch the disc when you need to go to disc two. Oh, I just definitely fully rebooted the machine. Do you know how the P- the PC port of FF13 launched? Oh, yeah, where you press escape and immediately quit the game? <laughs> yeah, before they patched in the do you really want to quit screen. That was just an alt F4. Yeah, Justin complained so, about that at length. I hit that at one point thinking, oh, I'll pause this cutscene, because I know this game has a cutscene pause, and it immediately closed the game, and (laughs) the person who came up to talk to me was greeted with a fuck! Oh yeah, you get Hideo (laughs) Kojima, like when you first try to pause a cutscene in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. (laughs) I was so Uh, mad! You see, see, this is why I play on console. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of Hideo Kojima and long cutscenes, uh, we go. This takes us into the ball where we get a uh, cut, the cutscene where Anastasia fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> so what happens is uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who's the emperor. Victor, I should it's right here in the notes. Nicholas the second. Okay, so Nicholas and the Tsarina uh, are sitting on the throne at the ball, and uh, Victor goes in to get the kill. 
just kind of just walks up making direct eye contact the whole time, which seems a bad way to do it. Uh-huh. And then Power Yuri move, just though. drops off of the ceiling uh, directly in front of him and uh, gets the save. And uh, it's extremely Matrix. Like he it's just like good. or like Kung Fu movie. He drops down and like gives him a big punch. And like Victor like arcs backwards in it's slow incredible. motion. It's uh, very and- good. If Rasputin uh, is going to go to call the guards and then Anastasia shows up, it's like, I'm back. Uh, I had an incredible adventure around the world, took lots of pictures. Here's my photo album that I gave you, Daddy, uh, which hilarious intro for. Uh, well, first of all, sh- you can't say Daddy when you're an incredibly horny video game. Uh, everyone <laughs> assumes you mean the other one. <laughs> oh, Second, true. weird opening having been gone for uh, presumably like weeks now we're talking about it's just been hours yeah time is really elastic yeah it's at least one yeah you know the the weird thing is also this happens like this conversation opens up and like hi daddy and it's like dude there's an assassin right over there who just tried to kill the king why is everyone so chill because they brought this up the assassin would have one chance and one chance only it's over now the chance is gone we don't see what happens to victor after at least like in this seed, presumably he's just he gone. dies in a bombing. Yeah, yeah, presumably. So then she gives him the photo album. She just says, "Look at that final photo I took just for you. It almost cost me my life." Uh, Nicholas goes, <laughs> looks at it, just d- doesn't say anything. Closes the album and just goes, "Guards kill Rasputin. He tried to have me assassinated." Uh, he shows off the album. It's the photo she took of him and Victor in the alley. And then Anastasia just goes, nah, nah. it's incredible. <laughs> this seed is the best content the Royals get all game. Yeah, it's uh-huh. top, yeah. fucking top shelf shit going on. I, like, it's very convenient that the one guy they have the picture of is the one guy who actually tried to kill uh, kill the Tsar. To I be mean, fair. He, she took the picture of him getting hired to do that. That's true. When you have a criminal conspiracy, you keep it as small as possible. Fair, fair. Not that you would, not that, not that you would know anything about it. Yeah, it's yeah, a very never. neat closed circle. <laughs> so Rasputin grabs the Empress with a knife to her throat, and then uh, Veronica just tosses a fucking flashbang to get out. And before there's a there's about to be a big family reunion, and the palace begins shaking. And repeatedly, Yuri just uh, a lot uh, like Final Fantasy four levels of screen shake going on here. And Yuri just says. He's here, and they run out to, uh, as Anastasia says, save the country. And then uh, she tells everyone, let's go, and then everyone leaves. And uh, the Empress is like, is she their leader? And then Nicholas is like, I think so. (laughs) It's great, because they're baffled by what just happened, but kind of proud of their daughter. Uh Oh my god, dude, imagine being the Empress of this whole situation. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh Uh-huh. <laughs> I just uh, love this. her first response is, "Is she their leader?" <laughs> oh, like my daughter's that idea? after all. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Like th- I feel like that would have more weight if we had more about her relationship to her parents because they don't really have much of that. We don't have much with the emperor. We've seen her interact with her mother. Like yeah, the whole her, thing is, she's the mother scold. is never listening to her. Yeah, weird. After this whole thing, if you talk to her again, though, she does apologize, but... That is true. Hmm. It, it is also very weird 
to me that like when you're running around uh the palace when you go into the one room in the back which i guess is the emperor and uh, like the sarin sar <laughs> what is sarina sarina uh like their room it always turns back into anastasia that you're controlling yep i don't know it's a weird weird thing they decide to do well who else would be allowed in there i guess that's fair yeah so uh we're giving control of the party but not for a whole lot because we are funneled to the courtyard when you get to the courtyard uh there, there's a couple items you want to get i think the the ipsos crest is in the yes. the left back corner uh there's Whoops. a couple items too yeah but uh also out here, uh, you get into uh, some battles with these um, enemies called the uh, Peritons. And uh, the, these guys suck uh, because, uh, all right, so for one thing, they are like a deer-bird hybrid with like flaming antlers, which looks kind of cool. But I got ambushed by these guys. So I was there were six of them, and they have basically three moves and two of them are buffs. One of them is barrier and one of them is shield or arc shield and arc barrier. And every single one of them decided to do, do the buff, which every time there's a part, like an arc buff, you see the, like the animation of the cast and then an animation on every single party member and then it goes to the next person. So, like, there were six enemies. They all had more than their first turn because they were fast. They're also really fast. So, like, I had about, I want to say roughly 50 animations before I could do anything. And it was just, I was just like, I don't, I, I can't do anything. I can't watch anything. And Have then you tried by the time I'm good at the video game, <laughs> you can't stop from getting ambushed. You can't stop from getting ambushed. That's, uh, that's when you press F3 and don't get ambushed. <laughs> uh, it sucked. Yeah, it just took a long, long time. And like you get into, I got into like three or four fights with these guys. And every time it turned, it like would often turn into this uh, buffing circle jerk. They do, they do look cool as shit, though. They do look cool. And, and it's like, it's good that you run into them because uh, they are going to show up in the boss battle. Uh, that we're about to get into on the roof. Uh, so you should we go probably up... mention the thing you skipped over, which is that Sapientis Gladio is bombing <laughs> the city with an airship. Yeah, yeah. There's the, that uh, that giant airship that uh, previously like blew up uh, the headquarters. Right? It was the Italian headquarters. Yeah, yeah. That ship is back and is just dropping these enormous bombs on everything. It's pretty great. <laughs> It'll... You skip over that to rant about the deer. <laughs> the, 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 the deer were more annoying. <laughs> uh, wow, Matt! Not Matt doesn't care about the working class. Yeah, because you notice the palace is intact, my dude. They're bombing the city. Yeah, see, they're missing. They should be going after the palace. They're doing it all wrong. Well, no, they're trying to make the distance. Rasputin's deal is trying to foment revolution. My guy, he's doing it exactly correct. <laughs> so so he's visibly bombing the people that aren't in charge just so that people get pissed off and then like they don't know they don't know him around. but i guess uh, not they can assume it's a a, a problem that the uh upper people caused like an yeah, international ships are a rich people thing man they they do mention several times uh like mention people mention bloody sunday that you know and that people haven't like forgotten the uh the bloodshed of that which is interesting uh, so anyway, we're trying to get to the roof. Uh, yeah, there's an airship dropping bombs because uh, you see Rasputin go up the little spiral uh, staircase. 
So you get up there. What is the and, point of that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Because, yeah, like, yeah, why are, why are people hanging out on this roof? It's weird. Like, architecturally speaking, why would you make that? For a cool cutscene. Yeah, that's fair. So on the roof, he, uh, he being Rasputin, basically uh, hucks Veronica in your way as a meat shield. And uh, much like Lenny, she's prepared to lay her life down and she becomes the Night Queen. And uh, this is one of those fights that you really want to have Leonardo's bear uh, equipped to things. I, I forgot, like I had looked this up and saw that and then I forgot about it because I was too annoyed getting beat up by deer. So my problem was I only had three yeah. and I was always short money in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that. But yeah, like she can instant death people. Uh, but the first thing you want to do is kill those uh, peritons because of their buffs. You don't want them to be able to buff the Night Queen because that just makes this fight more annoying. Yeah. Oh, the music is so good. Yeah, I, I forget which track it is, uh, but like oh, this might be like the set. Of, there's like a set of three boss themes like at the end of like disc one here and i th- they're all very solid i would recognize it if you sent it to me yeah the instant death was is not like really a problem because you don't have to heal anybody because she's just gonna instant death them again because i'm not doing combos so i'm not grouping guys up so no one's getting no more than one person is getting hit even by an aoe so i don't care but experience yeah you just, you just use an item Right? Like, because item, items have a really fast turnaround. Your turn comes up and basically immediately after, so it costs or, you nothing other than an item. Or if you have Blanca with his third ability, not Blanca, the wolf with his third ability. Yeah, that's Blanca. Oh, oh yeah, don't, was, don't right. do that. I don't do that because that takes a, a lot of time in the turn order. Items, you get to go basically again right away. Yeah, but you have to have the items, which, like, you have They're to, so like, cheap. be stocked up. Yeah. I, I always forget to stock up on talisman deluxe because now that I have rays. Although, uh, have you have you seen um, the animation for Amon's uh, rays, uh, no. rays heal thing? Okay, it's it cool. fucking rules. So like, okay, so Amon like does a little like raising thing, and uh, a skeleton priest it like rises yeah. up and then like puts his hand out and then uh, raises up uh, whoever it is that is dead. Hell yeah. and it rules. That's it's pretty really metal. good. It's incredibly metal. <laughs> First yeah. time I saw that, I'm like, fuck yes. So my metric for Shadowheart's combat is to get everything done as get out of encounters as fast as possible. So like, I don't want to use the revive spells because A, they take turn order and B, sure. they take MP that I would rather spend doing AOE attacks to end the combat faster. So I will always go for like the item. Yeah, at the very least, like that makes items in this game way have like way more utility than items in like a regular JRPG where it's like not as useful. It takes your whole turn. And in this case, it's like it's like blocking, basically. I think it might be faster than blocking. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, yeah. the thing I'm going to point out as a counter to that argument is if you have Leonardo's bears equipped, it it, it just makes her waste turns. That's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. yeah, she does do damage, though. But like, you know. I guess I'm just also trying to min-max the money right now. And I'm like, a Leonardo's bear costs way more than all of all of the talismans of luck I've used in the game so far. Oh, talismans of luck aren't super cheap. They're like two hundred. They're they're not that expensive. They're like two hundred, and then I'm, like sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm thinking tens or two hundred. I think yeah, talismans of luck are, are three. Well. Ta- uh, talismans of luck are three hundred. Yeah, but then you get forty percent off of them, right? That's true. Yeah, reasonable. Um, 
Yeah. So you get through this fight. Uh, this was, uh, I think this was the toughest fight of the bosses that I got into just because I kept getting people knocked out. It was longer and more interesting, right? Like more yeah. interesting things happened. It's not just boss does big nuke. It's that boss kills your guy and you need to immediately address it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a pretty good boss fight. And uh, when you win, uh, you get another oil for uh, Lucia if you're going to use her. And, I will do uh, the math before our next recording on what skills we have open to us in terms of her buffs. We have at least four, four or five oils now, right? Yeah, we've got a pretty good spread. And and they go they go both ways. There's a there's a different cast depending on which order you pick them. So yeah, that's a lot. Yes. So this is where the game goes completely metal. <laughs> Veronica starts crawling towards Rasputin with her dying breath, but he doesn't even look down because he and Yuri are staring daggers over her corpse. Hell yeah. Res- Rasputin does the Back to the Future to walk off a roof in a suicide gesture, actually land on a flying thing move. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the airship starts flying off at full speed, but Yuri has a new fusion now, and he fucking flies after it as Amon. I'm like arms in the air by now already. Very excited. <laughs> uh-huh. And Amon just starts tearing the airship apart like tissue paper with one claw its bullets are bouncing off him and he pops up from underneath directly in front of Rasputin. No, he peers behind him. No, he he comes up ahead of him because he has a what moment. Okay, there's this bit where you do the, he's doing the punch and then you see like the like Shodan thing of like both like both Amon and Yuri overlaid to top of each other doing the same animation. Uh-huh. And I'm not gonna uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna pretend I didn't mark out over that. Pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty hype. <laughs> it's like it's uh, real it's real like my hero academia shit. It really is. And you think this is like, yes, this is our moment of triumph. We've turned it around. The airship has exploded. Amon is still flying unharmed in the sky. And from a bridge nearby, Nikolai is just watching this unfazed. That rules. Mm-hmm. And then Rasputin starts floating above the river. And then flying. And then he goes full insanity mode and serves his body and soul up to Asmodeus, who raises a floating fortress from the center of the city. Also, like, you see all the raindrops, like, bouncing off his body as he, like, flies spiraling up around a tower. It It rules. Mm-hmm. Way cooler than way cooler than we're describing. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm underselling it because there's so much visual design to this cutscene that is really hard to convey in yeah. just words. And, and also, would be the coolest, enough, most anime thing that could happen, and that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like the only thing it is, it is uh, like beams, like a beam fight. Yeah. There's no like, beams. Yeah. There's no beams. It there, it is a punch versus a uh, a shield. So I guess that's close, but. Uh, you know, the funny thing too is like I the controller I have for my PS2 is uh, I think it's a Nyko or Nico NYKO that has like it's it's silly it's got like a built in fan but the the rumble <laughs> of it is so intense <laughs> that like uh, and, and every time the guns shoot in this uh, like when they cut over to the to the whatever the Zeppelin what I don't know if, I guess it's a Zeppelin uh, like the gun shooting it rumbles really really hard. <laughs> Matt, let me tell you about the PCS2 bug where if you reload a state oh, yes, while your controller is vibrating. Going. 
Yes, oh, but also, no, I have that's a, the worst. also I have an Xbox Elite Series 2, which has like six rumble motors in it, and they Jeez. all just uh-huh. go full blast. Yeah. Like, yeah. very hard to happened. hold the controller while this... Oh, like, yeah. It keeps going until the next time that the game says, start a rumble, then stop. Oh, that's... That's that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> just getting uh, some hand massages sometimes, I guess. It, it's, a, it's a fucking uh, magic wand on high, right? <laughs> <sighs> hi all next episode we will finish our discussion of disc one playing until we reach japan as for plugs you could follow garrett's podcast projects the first one being going digital which is a digimon anime podcast you can follow that at goingdigitalpodcast.com as well as Journey Through the Decacast at journeythroughthedecacast.com. That is a common writer podcast. You can follow Fletch's projects on the Rice Ball Network. And as always, listen to Magmar Sucks, where Chris and the gang stack rank Pokemon based upon their Bulbapedia entries. All right, see you next time. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitchdrop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.